everybody, Hope Dealers. I'm Derek Clark with my Emmy Award winning co-host, Beth Troutman. Beth, tell me what's going on. What's up, Derek? You always make me feel so good about myself. I'm just coming down from the Emmy win. I still can't believe that it happened. It's awesome. Yeah, we'll talk we'll about that. We'll have for another segment, right? Exactly. Another episode. Exactly. We've got too much going on today to talk about that stuff today. We have an amazing guest on our show today. But before we get to our guest, you know we have to start with um, our positive news story for the day. Tell us. Tell us what you got, Beth. I have such a good one. And this one's from the the, the happiest place on earth. This is coming out of Disney World. Um, Listen to this. A guy who had battled kidney disease for years and years, needed a kidney transplant, had been on the transplant list for, I think, about three years. And took his family down to Disney World and just decided, you know what, I'm going to invest in a $35 t-shirt and I'm going to put on the shirt, I need a kidney and my phone number. And a couple saw the t-shirt and went up to him and said, do you mind if we take a picture of you and we want to post this on social media? They posted it on social media. It got shared and seen more than 90,000 times. So the whole time this guy's at Disney World, his phone's blowing up. And a perfect stranger ended up being a match for his kidney. That they is went awesome. through all the tests and he just this week got that kidney transplant from a perfect stranger who is now certainly a close friend and they are going to celebrate when they're both healthy and out of the hospital by going to Disney World. Disney World. Together. You Isn't always have great? the best little stories. <laughs> My gosh. That's it, awesome. It just makes you feel great about I mean I'm a perfect that stranger is. willing to give up his kidney to save someone else's life. That's hope. That's love. That's what the it, world's all about. That's a hope dealer, and that is like humanity at its finest right there. Giving yes. up a piece of your body to help someone else live. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's Disney World right there. Yeah. Happiest place. <laughs> and we yeah. also, speaking of hope. And speaking of an amazing human being, tell us about you. This this guest is a friend of yours, Derek, right? And I am I'm actually nervous that she's here on our podcast because she's so awesome. Like it's making me nervous. I'm so excited about it. Oh my gosh! This is my friend, my past employee when I was the boss at FastMortgage.com. <laughs> this is such an inspiring guest, and is the real meaning of hope dealing. You know, you got Derek Clark, you got Beth Troutman, but let me tell you, the hope dealer out there is Tiffany Adams. Welcome to the show, Tiffany Adams. I am so honored. Thank you guys so much. You're so adorable. (laughs) (laughs) And that's Tiffany with a P-H, right? T-I-P-H-A-N-Y. Yeah, it's not a PhD, but it's close enough. (laughs) Yes, it's not a PhD, but she's awesome. Well, it sounds I've gone like, through the school of life like yes. five times. That's what I was yes. about to say. You have a PhD in life. Your story is astounding. Tell our viewers a little bit about who you are and how you became really the woman you are today. We'll just start and let you kind of catch everybody up in case they don't know if they haven't seen your TV shows, if they haven't seen you speak. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, First of all, I want to say congratulations though to you. Such an honor to be getting interviewed with you. And of course, Derek, my old boss. Um, (laughs) Her favorite boss. (laughs) Favorite boss in life. Um, Yeah, congratulations on your win. That's huge. Um, Actually, oddly enough, I want to say... That's bad. uh, I'm saying thank you for you, Beth. (laughs) You can say thank you for me. That's true friendship, Derek. It's true friendship. (laughs) I was involved in a head-on vehicle collision um, many years ago, 17 years ago now. And it's crazy to think that that's how much time has passed 
and where I am and where I've gone and the tumultuous experiences that I've had thus far. But I'm grateful for all of them because it's made me the woman I am today. And um, with that head-on vehicle collision, it was caused from an intoxicated driver. And when that happened, I was barely a senior in high school. I had many goals and aspirations and dreams that I wanted to have come to full fruition. And uh, as people would call a broken home, that's where I was coming from. And it definitely left me with a feeling of emptiness and searching in different areas that might not have been the best place to search uh, to find myself per se. So the night that the car wreck happened, it was a 130 mile per hour impact mm. and every single person mm. was pronounced dead on scene, um, including myself. But, um, when I was in that black abyss, I asked and begged God to allow me to live through this. And I knew I had a divine purpose and calling on my life when my family was given a 5% chance of survival if I were to make it the first week after being metaflighted to the nearest hospital with um, over 30 hours of surgery on my body, um, I sustained a brain, a brain injury and I spent the next three weeks in a coma. And when I woke, like I mentioned, I knew that there was this purpose and this calling that I had to fulfill. Uh, I didn't necessarily understand what paralysis even meant, um, but that was the diagnosis. And I... I just chose not to give up after they told me I was going to be paralyzed. I questioned many, many things. And my father did say if he could do anything in this world, that would be to trade places with me. And I told him, no, Daddy, I would never, ever wish this upon anyone because I knew it was going to be a hard road ahead. I knew it was going to be tough. I just knew I had to persevere through it. And uh, I mean, I've... Oh man, I just sigh because of it's been it's not been the easiest. It hasn't sure. been the easiest. I'd be lying if I said, oh, it's nothing. Um, but it makes you appreciate life every single day and you really do acknowledge that every day is a gift. You are a gift. I'm crying over here. <laughs> I am. I'm like, oh my gosh, I know this woman. This is awesome. And just so the audience knows, when you got hit head on, you were with two of your friends and so the drunk driver died, and two of your friends had died. The, my yes, the passenger was my friend, and the the driver of our vehicle was um, our designated driver, sober. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so he was actually doing us a favor by he had come to the event to be our uh, designated sober driver, and the woman that hit us head on was actually my friend's sister's roommate. Oh, so you actually had a connection to the woman who was the, the intoxicated I, driver. I just met her earlier, and um, my friend's sister, who Crystal Pepin, who was in the front seat, her sister was falling behind us <gasps> as well. So she actually was one of the first people on scene that seen the traumatic event take place. So one of the things I'm sure people are thinking about as they're hearing this story now, you come out of a coma several weeks after the event happened, um, after, the, after the, the accident. Not only are you finding out that you're paralyzed, you're also finding out you lost a friend. You're also finding out you lost your designated driver. You're finding out that this person who created this accident and caused the accident is a, a connection. How, how do you end up processing all of that information at one time? I mean, the human spirit is... is 
remarkable if it's capable of processing all of that. And I see your, your eyes welling up just as, as you're thinking about it. Yes. Um, you know, even after all of these years, it's, um, one of those things, you know, I, I am, I'm called for something greater than I had ever even imagined. And I knew once I found out that my friend's life has been taken, I, I knew I had to do something beautiful with this tragedy and try to make it into something that can help humanity as a whole to learn from this experience. And that, that was, I, I did feel a lot of pressure and, and I, I kind of ran from it. Well, not literally, I wheeled from it for a while because it felt like a lot of uh, pressure to have to be able to make something so tragic into something that can be beautiful. And, but Crystal, my friend, uh, she's such a beautiful light. Um, she actually used to work with children that had uh, disabilities. Oh, wow. So, and little did I know that I would ever be thrown into that minority group, one of the largest minority groups in the entire world. And I also feel it's one of the largest minority groups that have been speaking for many years, but necessarily haven't been fully heard yet. And I feel that's part of my purpose. Mm. Derek, you're, you're, you're really <laughs> moved by. Oh, man, I'm just crying over here. <laughs> Sorry, I have to laugh, or I'm, just, <laughs> no, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm such a big teddy bear, you know, Beth and know. Tiffany. I'm like six foot, almost six, and I'm like, I'm just a crane. I have so much compassion. That's that's why Hope Dealers is so awesome because we have such a, so much compassion for anybody who's gone through great. I mean, through it for anybody because we're all broken. And I look at Tiffany and I, I see how she's turned those broken pieces into masterpieces. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, she just inspires me. People ask me, you know, who inspires you? You know, like some celebrity and such, like Lil Wayne or Tupac or, you know, all uh-huh. these, you know, like uh, Tom Cruise or, you know, it's like Tiffany and like Molly and some of these other people that have overcome so much adversity. And people come to me and say, wow, look what you've gone through, Derek. And I'm like, you know what? I would only want to walk in my shoes. I wouldn't want to walk in anybody else's shoes. God made me for my shoes uh, to go through this adversity that I went through. And I look at Tiffany and I go, how would I, I, how could I even handle that, you know, being in a wheelchair for the rest of my life, but having that faith that one day I'm going to walk and you, you have that passion, right, too? Because I know Tiffany has videos out there that you're walking in a way with this like robotic transforming yes. like transformer like iron man thing going yeah. you know? and, and I, yes. i'm sure that just gives you so much hope too right and feels so good to just stand up yes uh and again your story has always been inspiring to me as well you know when i read your first book i thought wow this is incredible like to think that my boss went through all this stuff but he was so tough and at the office, you know, um, and bossy. No, just kidding. Oh. <laughs> I always protected Tiffany, though. When yeah. some of the other players, I'm like, hey, Tiffany's awesome, you know. And yeah, and to go back, what my father said when he said, if I could do anything in this world, I would trade places with us. But God is blessed with a miracle, and that is you here today. If He blesses us with a second miracle, that will be you walking. And for many years. 
I just gave up that idea and I needed to accept the circumstances because that's with anything, with any traumatic event, we all have a grieving process. There's a mourning. And I feel my family was mourning the loss of me walking uh, more than myself. So I automatically just wore a smile and didn't really show all of the true emotions that I was going through, which I didn't necessarily understand what post-traumatic stress really meant. And uh, survivor guilt was very, 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 very huge in my life. I didn't understand that either. Because again, being a compassionate person, not understanding why three lives were taken, but I was here. So survivor guilt, uh, it's very real. <laughs> and um, But you have to work through all of those things. And the second thing my dad said, if he blesses us with another miracle, that's you walking. So then I thought, you know what? Because the doctors are telling me it's not practical, but I have a faith in, and I have more hope than than anything in this world. So why am I not trying? So a few years ago, I want to say like three years ago, maybe going on four, I told myself, I'm going to try it out. Why am I not trying to walk? Like, what is stopping me? The only limitations that there are, are those in our mind. And I might have to walk with assistance, but at least I'm putting it out there. And so, yeah, yeah I'm trying my awesome. best. Yeah, it's awesome watching those videos and seeing her smile, just like a little giddy girl. <laughs> it's crazy. You yeah. know, they say walking's like riding a bike, but I don't know. Mm. <laughs> if you haven't walked in many, many years and then you get up, it's kind of like, okay, you have a remembrance of it, but it's there's effort involved for sure. With everything that... Um you've been through in the last 17 years since the accident happened, you said that you felt that you were here for a purpose and that there was a calling. Do you know exactly what that is and how have you utilized that in your life now? How are you inspiring other people? Because I know that you are. So how do you feel that you are, are using that voice? That's a great question, Beth. You know, I have been trying to use my voice for the greatest good of all since this happened. And I'm so passionate about so many causes, which ideally deals with the underdog, shining light on those that haven't necessarily been seen, but I've been speaking. And there's many, many groups, you know, across the board that I feel definitely have been speaking and not necessarily been heard in many causes beyond just the the disabled group or in the LGBT community or uh, there's many, many things I'm passionate about. So I've been utilizing my voice for the greatest good in speaking engagements, fitness, fell into fitness because that has been ultimately very cathartic for me. You know, most people well, no, actually right away they told me I needed to see a psychiatrist and all of this. And, and it was very hard for me to open up fully and completely when I hadn't yet even processed what had happened mm -hmm. and to speak to someone that had never really been paralyzed or gone through half of the traumatic events that I experienced um, as a young child when um, my innocence was taken very young. I had to grow up quite fast. Mm -hmm. And so I, I didn't. I didn't find the psychiatrist or the, you know, the psychotherapist beneficial for me, but everybody has their own process of healing. For me, I just needed to seek other ways and that came into fitness. And so I've built a decent following in the fitness community and social media as an influencer. But ideally, a long-term goal is, yeah, a talk show host where I can be on a platform 
engaging people, things like you and Derek are doing now. Well, she's humble. <laughs> Let me tell you about Tiffany Adams. She's been on these massive TV shows all over the world. Not only what Katie Couric, Extra, Doctor Phil, yeah, others. Good day. Yeah, good day. Um, I've I've been on many many big syndicated shows, and it's been such an honor. Um, at the end of the day, I'm just, still just me. It doesn't you know it doesn't make me better than anybody else. I just know that. I have a desire to help change the world for the better. And I've, I've been fortunate, yes, to be on all those TV shows and the Sundance channel for two years. Um, and millions of views from Facebook to all over. I mean, I was just seeing a video the other day where you're doing monkey bars, right? Here, here you are. She is so strong, her upper body. That's all she has, right? But she was doing monkey bars you know, yes. as a kid, right? Doing these monkey bars, you have to be so strong at our age, right? To do the whole monkey bar. And I think that video was, had 20, 30 million already. Oh, just wow. on that. And now let me tell you about Tiffany Adams. Tiffany Adams, if you could see, she's got a six or an eight or a nine pack. Like yes, she is a fitness queen. Probably four pack right now. Oh, four pack <laughs> today. Okay. But seriously, she is more buff than I, like she is so strong. What do they call it now these days? Swole? Or something, right? Is that the, like her arms, her biceps, her her shoulders, her her stomach, her abs are amazing, Thank and you. so it's awesome. So she not only is this fitness model, so you got to check out her Instagram, right? And we'll give you all that information here in a little bit. But she's hanging out with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Her friend is Lou Ferrigno from The Incredible Hulk. She hangs out with her friends, Nick and Nate Diaz from the UFC. She's hanging out with Jean-Claude Van Damme. She's hanging out with like these huge, huge fitness, like world Olympians that have biceps bigger than my head. You know what I'm saying? Like she is really the big. fitness queen. They are huge. They are huge. So she's pretty, She and she's got... I mean, I'm married, Tiffany, so I can't say like, (laughs) (laughs) but she's got like this, how do I say it? This very physique body, you know, like this very toned body. You're learning (laughs) a lot about Derek today. (laughs) And not only that, she is ready. The wheelchair Barbie. Uh, I, did, I did start that hashtag, and then yes. I stopped it. It started trending, and every girl in a wheelchair started wheelchair Barbie. So I said, I'll just let those girls ride that wave. It was fun. But I like to be taken a little bit more serious in my career, so I stopped doing the hashtag wheelchair Barbie. <laughs> started the wheelchair Barbie. I did have a meeting with Maytel, actually, about that. Uh, but then it didn't plan out. But thank you so much. Yes, you know, I I am very I, – I do have all of those people in my network. Um Yes, Lou Ferrigno, Jean-Claude Van Damme, um, of course, the Diaz brothers, we grew up together. Uh, people do respond to that. If I were to post a picture with, like, my friend from Breaking Bad, you know, RJ Mitty, or all the, you know, there's a lot of people out there that I could do that. But um, I think it's it's most important to be authentic. We all are human. I don't care if you are on, you know, this hit show for thousands of years. If you don't have integrity at the core of your being, I don't care. I don't want to interact or with you because it really does matter um, that you can treat all human beings as humans. The janitor I was raised, you treat the same as 
anybody else. And uh, you CEO, don't, date, right? yeah. yeah, you don't date a man for money. And sometimes you split the bill, and mm-hmm. you know all that stuff. <laughs> That's so awesome. Even with all of this, this incredibly impressive resume, all of the shows you've been on, all of the amazing people that you know, all of the incredible work that you have done, um, physically and mentally and personally. You know, people who are sitting at home who haven't um, quite found their voice yet or they haven't found their their way to or toward hope. Do you have bad days? Do you have days where you just think, oh, man, I don't know where to go and how to keep going? Because, you know, that's the thing that people sometimes, especially in this day and age of Facebook and Instagram where people's lives look so perfect, I think people are hungry to know the real truth, you know, like you said, that authentic self, those, those struggles day to day where you just think, wow, I'm not enough or wow, what's going on? Or I can't do this Mm -hmm. today. Does that happen? Yeah, that's so, that's such a great point to, uh, you had, yes. So I don't believe in bad days because if I believed in bad days, then I, I mean, everyone has their beliefs and ultimately your beliefs at the core are going to create your reality point blank. If you believe that the world is this ugly place um, and and you think all people are negative and bad, you're going to be seeing a whole lot more of that into your life. Mm -hmm. Uh, But by me not believing in bad days, does that mean I don't have days where I'm like, oh my gosh, is this really happening right now? But I don't call it a bad day because I believe every single day is a gift. And that's funny that you ask, because oddly enough, Derek, we don't talk all the time, but when he's messaged me these last two years, it's been at an interesting time. You know, ask you shall receive. I remember I said a specific prayer and then bam, all of a sudden I get a message from Derek and I'm like, really? What? And I was having a woe is me moment. I'm not going to say it was a bad day, but I was having a woe is me moment. I'm like, oh my gosh. And he is messaging me right now. He actually called me. I forwarded it. I was like, I can't take this call right now. Oh, that's what you did. (laughs) I was crying. I was crying. I had a moment. And then I was like, I need to call him back. And then he's like, hey, what's going on? How have you been? You know, super optimistic as always, loving, compassionate soul. And I said, uh, you know, uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. And then we kind of got delved a little deeper. And then he tells me about this hope dealers. And I said, oh, my God, I remember you mentioning that term a while ago. I'm so happy that you come to do something with that. And and he asked me if I'd be on your show. And I was like, I am so honored. Yes, I would love to. And what did that do? That just instilled hope into me even more so that, okay, hello, you, this is part of your purpose. You can't give up now. You can't even think about giving up when time gets a little bit tough. And that's what it's about, encouraging others, encourage another to be encouraged, give to receive, like that whole concept. So for me, when many people write to me daily, and it's a lot, you know, I have a a manager trying to handle all the emails and some of the stories, they are heart-wrenching. And um, I feel like, wow, okay, this is a lot. This is a lot of emails coming in. How can I facilitate the ability to reach all of them, every single person. And it's hard. And I actually, unfortunately, don't get to reach every single person. So that's the beautiful part when I do get on stage in a platform and I can send the message to thousands of people that way. But the three P's I say, passion, perseverance, and persistence. When you find your passion and you allow that to become your paycheck, you you know, so then maybe four P's because prayer also. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah, passion, perseverance, and persistence. Those are the the three things that I think about often. And you know, when I was talking to Tiffany at that point, 
you know, she's a speaker, I'm a speaker, you're a speaker, you know, we all deliver inspiration and motivation. And I'm like, well, do you have a book yet? Well, Derek, I got this book, but I don't know what to do and this and that. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, let me hook you up. So I, yes. I hooked her up with uh, my editor and the formatter. And I'm like, you need to get that book out there. It's not enough just to have a video and be out there and do a live. You need a book that somebody can take home in the middle of the night and they can't reach Tiffany Adams, but they are connected that's, to this yeah. book. And so, you know, like what she was saying, you know, giving, right? And so that's kind of my secret, the secret of giving. The secret of living is giving. The secret of living is giving. And I I see her always doing that. Not So I do it. And I see that she reciprocates it. So it's awesome. She has such a great energy. She's going to have a book come out here in the next few weeks. So you got to look for the author, Tiffany Adams, with the P-H-T-I-P-H-A-N-Y Adams. So we're excited to see that happen. And that's going to just open up more doors. Okay, so not only is she that author, we haven't even touched on she had her own TV show with four other, was it four or three other women and this TV show was on the Sundance yeah. Channel for a couple seasons called Push Girls. Tell us about yes. that. How was that being on a reality show and you were a star? Oh, wow. oh boy. Well, okay, tell us, so. what, was the, what was the whole concept? It was four, four young ladies. Four L.A.-based women. Uh, well, three L.A.-based women and um, one that moved from Northern California to L.A. And... The concept was basically it was like sex in the city with a twist. Mm. Basically living with a different ability, living in the city of Los Angeles and exploring dating and the experiences that come with paralysis. So all of you were in wheelchairs? Yes. All of us had spinal cord injuries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I watched My Guilty Pleasure, Vanderpump, no. Rules, Real Housewives oh. of all the different housewives, right? And there's drama. And so did you have drama on there? Uh, You know, there was some drama. Yes, there was some drama. Um, But again, I did not know that reality TV, I thought all reality TV is real. I actually believed all commercials. (laughs) I come from, you know, I didn't have cable or the internet growing up. So if I saw like a shampoo commercial, I really believe that that's really going to happen to your hair. Or if you put that on your face, it's going to really happen. Like I didn't know that. And I moved to LA and I'm like, I learned so much. I had no idea. Uh, yeah. I didn't even know how to read half the menus when I went on the, pre- the two press tours. Like I had no clue. I'm like, I don't know what this means. You know? And it was just some type of like truffle butter or something, you know? <laughs> uh, but you had this, how many seasons were you on there? We had 24 episodes, two seasons. We were in negotiation for our third season. You know, we pitched the show for like a year in, uh, Angela Rockwood. It was originally based with her and her husband, uh, Dustin Wynn from 21 Jump Street. And then, um, then they added us and we, we pitched to like TLC, VH1, uh, CMT, like all these major networks and we were in negotiations. So that was a really fun experience. Um, and, but Sundance wanted 24. So we went with Sundance. And That's it wasn't awesome. reality. You're saying that some of it was kind of scripted and and predetermined. Some of the yeah. storylines are well, manipulated. To say, well, actually, I did get a pick 
you know, the topics and things like that uh, with my specific storyline. So uh, I'm, I'm very fortunate in that. And it was important for me, especially to be able to show that the, the struggles I was going through um, in my dating life as well, but primarily with my sister and my mother, you know, mm. coming from addiction and mm. my mother growing up has always struggled with um, alcohol and drug addiction. Yeah. So um, everyone saw in first season, you know, oh my God, she's so much fun. She's doing all this. And then they didn't realize that um, my sister was also still dealing with uh, drug addiction. And that was always weighing in the back of my mind. So I felt guilty for a while pursuing my career and not fully just giving up my entire life to save her and my mother. And I was fortunate enough to second season that I got to do um, an intervention on my sister and uh, bring my mom and her together. So uh, that's yeah, a beautiful, beautiful part of second season that I was able to get my sister in a rehab and I had the finances to assist her with her getting sober. Isn't that that's amazing? Awesome. Yeah, the yeah, she chose to get sober. With and then you were there to be a support. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. And so not only has she done that on TV, right? Tell us where you're going to be in a couple weeks. Oh, wow. <laughs> Um, I am going, I'm confirmed for Milan Fashion Week. I'm going to be rolling the runway in Milan. Yeah. Wow, awesome. as a supermodel? It's crazy. I do. I mean, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's inclusion and in fashion. Finally, it's happening. You know, I, I questioned for a long time. I'm like, why? I see these ladies on billboards, but you can't tell they're not in wheelchairs. Like, I don't understand why they can't become a top model. Um, but that's because and for you, I mean, you're not the typical height. You're not five eight. You can't do this. Your body type. But thank goodness in the evolution we're making in society of what true beauty is. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I get to do the runway in Milan, and then that's huge. Tell Think us. about the kind of difference you're going to make for the little girls who are watching that, who maybe felt like you felt growing up that there just wasn't someone who represented them, who who showed them that they too could be on the runway in Milan. I know. I never had that role model after the spinal cord injury. It was really like, wow, what can you do with your life? Even going to a gym, like, I'm sorry, you can't, we don't have adaptive equipment. You can't work here or work out here and work here. Cause I've applied at many gyms and I'm like, listen, trust me, I can, I can motivate, I can inspire, I can get this client fit. Just give me the opportunity to do so. So that's why I just started my own coaching on the side because I had been, you know, I don't want to say denied, but basically their heads turned thinking that I'm not as capable because I'm sitting. Yeah. Even in the entertainment world on auditions, I sometimes would um, apply myself, like submit myself for non wheelchair roles, like a news reporter. And um, I'm thinking there's no reason I couldn't be a news reporter. I'm just sitting. I can still give a, a complete like on air report from the sitting position. And yeah, I don't want to get into that about this yeah. specific show. Cause it's a really big show, but needless to say, I ended up giving, getting to give the report sitting. Oh. <laughs> Good for now you. Tell, yes. Now tell us, she is the winner two times already of red bulls. 
Yeah. Tell us. Yeah, Come three on. times now. Three 2015, times now. 2017, I, I did. I was very blessed to take first place for uh, the World Run, which is it's a nonprofit sector of Red Bull, and it brings aware it brings money to the cure for spinal cord injury. It wow. raises tons and tons of money for spinal cord injury, the cure for it. Tell us yeah. about. It. Well, it was, I actually was asked just to do some press. So I went for an interview <laughs> and when I'm there, this is 2015. I'm there just to do an interview, bring awareness uh, because of the social media following, whatever that I have in the spinal cord injury community, I guess. And internationally, I'm very blessed to have followers all over the world. And I was doing the interview and, and looking and I'm like, my dad, my dad's on the phone. He's like, oh Yeah you're yeah real cool you're doing an interview big deal you didn't you're not even doing the race like calling me a wuss basically <laughs> so i was like dad really and then so i asked the person if i could register for the race and she's like well the race is starting in 20 minutes and i'm like i know i know and mind you i was up watching the maniel pacquiao fight i had no sleep the night before <laughs> okay yeah. And then next thing you know, I was like, just down some coffee and just get this done. She registered me. I do this race and mind you, there's a car that's, that's chasing you. That's the, like the basis of it. A car is chasing you, you, it's called the catch a car. And it's, it's the only race like it in the entire world. There's like over 38 countries racing at the very same time in the, in the world. And so I'm just pushing and I'm like, don't look back. Don't look back. I keep pushing. My hands are bleeding. Um, but I was like, this is for a cause greater than myself. If this is going to help bring awareness again to something greater than I, then please like God, let this happen. Let, let's do this. And needless to say the race, the car ends up catching me and I have this little ticket for a burrito and that's all I can think about. I'm in line for the burrito and all of the sudden this, uh, person's, you know, part of the race asked me, you know, the head coordinator is like, um, you registered as a runner and you're a wheelchair user. And I was like, Oh my God, I didn't want to get the person that registered me in trouble. So I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. And then they're like, no, this is important because we need to let Austrian know that you took first place. And I'm like, Oh my God. And then I started feeling bad for Austria. So I was like, Listen, <laughs> if Austria has been practicing or training for this her whole life, like we can give the win to Austria because I honestly just did this on a whim. And they're like, no, Austria, the country that Red Bull is based out of. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, not a girl sorry. named Austria. Oh. I, it was like a girl named Austria. They're like, no, Red Bull. And I was like, oh, my God. I started crying. I was like, I won. Okay, okay. That so is then, so awesome. I can't believe you signed up 20 minutes before the race started and then you won. And all you cared about was the burrito. That's awesome. Oh, the power of dad, huh? Man, she must love her dad. She must love her dad if she's like, dad's all, that's all you're doing? You're just going to so do it? You great. need to get in the race, right? Oh, yeah. My dad is, yeah, oh my God, he's, I love him. You know, for a while he was a single father and so ugh, I was, you know, I had to get the hunting license. I went to all the, I went, I did so many boy things, racetracks, like yeah. fishing. That I did, yeah, I definitely did boy stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. And so yeah. she's she's won it three years in a row, Beth. That's three so awesome. Three years in a row. You're Are so you inspiring. Do it again I'm so inspired. Thank you. I just felt, and then I'm like, wow, is there's this little athlete inside of me? Okay, so maybe I should do, so I don't know if I'm going to do that race again this year or not, but I do have a meeting next week with um, the 
I'm very fortunate and blessed. I get to meet the CEO of Red Bull next week. So I'm going to do that. And, um, and then the next coming weeks, I have a documentary that's coming out that I took part in. It's called Girl. This documentary is exposing the, the models that I guess are not like the average model in the industry. And it's, it's beautiful. I mean, even, you know, bringing light to like someone that's in the industry in a wheelchair and Rose, she just took first place for featherweight champ in the UFC arena. Oh, yeah. No Rose. Yeah. Rose. That was an amazing fight. Yeah. yeah she is a UFC champion now. Yeah. She's yeah. so humble too. She's so humble. So it's going to be available on iTunes and Amazon. Um, you'll be able to get that in the next two months or so. So let me ask you a question, Tiffany Adams. What does success mean to you? Success to me is really making a difference in other people's lives and allowing those to find their fullest potential within and, you know, the, the ability to help them achieve those goals. That awesome. for me is success yes. because it's a ripple effect. It really is a ripple effect. Right. Significance, making an impact on other people's lives. And then where do you see yourself in five years from now? I definitely see uh, definitely being on a talk show, having my own talk show, or being on a panel like The View or something of that nature, and married with a child. So have being married, having a kid, and, and a just being the yeah, talk show and being the greatest mom there, and just loving and compassionately being compassionate. I love children. It's like my favorite thing in the world, definitely. But right now I'm like, okay, I'm open to the universe, what God has in store for the greatest good of all. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I want it to happen naturally and I'm not trying to force it or push it because if I would have been told directly after the car wreck, when I woke up from that coma, that, that I don't even, where my life was going, I don't even know if I would be able to handle it because there's so much like, whoa, you know, you get anxious if you know too much about what's going to happen in the future. Cause you're like, Oh my God, how am I even going to handle this? How am I going to do that? How? Cause then you miss today. Yes. Yes. And that's like, even when thinking about marrying and children, but I do ask the person I go on a date with, okay, where do you see yourself in five years? Sure. Because if they don't know where they see themselves in five years, it's like, well, do I want to be on that journey with this person? Cause <laughs> you don't necessarily always want to be the compass all the time. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. Right. Together, working together as, yeah, as a team. team partners. It's as important. team partners. So I, okay. I have to ask this, Derek, because okay, I, before yes. we run out of time, I mean, yes. you know, I only know Derek as the motivational speaker that he is. Yeah. You know, we met when he was a guest <laughs> on my talk show years ago. And I was on her talk show. You were. And look where oh, we are really? now. Yeah. You were. Oh, yeah. Um, I want to know. So we, 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 we touched on the little that you worked for Gosh. Derek. Yeah. <laughs> So tell me what I don't know about Derek. What kind of boss was Derek? What kind of person? What was it like working for him? Do you know any weird stories that you can tell that he would be embarrassed by? <laughs> well, he's very prompt, you know, on, on time. Um, he ran the office very, like, it was lax, but it was authoritarian, too. And lax and authoritarian. <laughs> lax with authoritarian. But we, we worked hard, we played hard. 
There we go. Yes, yes. It was fun. It was a fun, lighthearted office, but there was definitely like, okay, this is game, go mode, you know, stay focused, nose to the grindstone kind of a thing. Um, you know, I oh, I have to admit, I was not the best receptionist uh, in <laughs> I was also an um, a, a loan auditor or audit loan documents and things like yeah, that. Yeah. He had just put out a big advertisement for the office, and I somehow I think I spent about fifteen twenty thousand dollars on this big advertisement all over California. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> I didn't properly forward the calls. So the entire weekend, the calls were just ringing and ringing and ringing and he no connecting to no voicemail, nothing. So all you're supposed the to... people responding to this $15,000 oh, yeah. ad were, it wasn't going anywhere. Oh, that's awesome. That sounds like something I would do. Because <laughs> you have to forward the calls once you leave on Friday, right? You forward the calls. Yes. And I was too worried about going out and having fun. I didn't forward the calls. And Monday comes around and he did not have like the joyful chipper smile on his face when he said, I need to talk to you. And he basically reprimanded me, but he wasn't like, he didn't even fire me, which surprised me. Cause I think oh. that definitely would be terms for like being fired, but he still kept me around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you gotta be fair, firm and fun as a boss. Fair, Ooh, I like that. firm, fun. Fair. So that's how I am. Fair, firm, firm and fun. Yeah. I felt I was, yeah, I let him down, you know, I was like, Oh my gosh. And that my conscience was truly my conviction. I was like, Oh my God, you're a complete failure as a receptionist. You need to go to Hollywood. What are you doing here? Like, just go entertain the world. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I kept her until she decided one day, Tarek, it's time for me to go. I'm going to go. This is what she said. I'm going to go to Hollywood. He gave me an opportunity. And that's huge because seriously, we still are having to push for inclusion. And I and I say that because I know what it's like going in for different interviews and, and different things like that, trying to get hired. And sometimes it's hard for d different people to see beyond the chair. And that's part of my purpose is bringing awareness and educating. But Derek didn't even think twice about it. He yeah, was I, like, okay, yeah. What do I need to do? What do I need to, you know, so that she can do her job? Yes. And that's what I did. Yeah. Yes. And the office was completely accessible. And when I hired her in the interview, I remember this. In the interview, I said, well, how do you plan on getting to work? <laughs> you know, because yeah. I'm, I'm prompt. I like promptness, right? And yeah. she goes, oh, I drive. Oh, you did? Because I didn't know anything yeah. about when you're not involved in that, you don't know, right? And so I go, you drive? She goes, yeah. I go, okay. So then when she came, I go, I think I actually went out to your car because I walked yeah. you out to your car or something. I go, you drive. I want to see you drive. And she, yeah. she, got, she put her wheelchair in the car by herself. And then yeah. she, where were you driving? Driving a Grand Prix or something, I think, back then? That was then? my first car. Yeah, I yeah. only had three cars in my life. Yeah, that was my first car. And then yeah. the second car was a Mustang. And I, yeah. I cried because I thought I was going to have to drive a van. I was like, no, oh, no. Because oh, I didn't yeah. know either. Just like you, Dirk. I had no idea until I was thrown into the community um, of living with a different ability, also known as disability, that you know, you, you live life just a little bit differently, but there is ways to do all things if you want to. Right. And now you got a new car. 
pretty the new, sweatshirt right? car. Yeah. And I, yeah. my dad was like pushing me to get a Mustang again. Yeah. And I'm like, daddy, I have got to be practical about these decisions and I'm going to, and he wasn't excited about me getting a lease, but I said, I'm doing this. I'm going to get a lease because this is what I have to do right now in my adulthood, you know, for specific reasons that, uh, but I have a Honda civic and I'm super grateful for it. I kind of wish I would have got the accord because it was more spacious, but I didn't get the accord for superficial reasons. I like the way the tail looked on the civic. It is a cute cute tail. I I agree with you. But that's awesome. So when I uh, walked her out to her car and saw that she was driving, I'm like, okay, this is cool. This is awesome. She is, she had to work her butt off to even drive, to learn how to use both hands to drive. Where's the brake, you know, acceleration, how to put the brake on real quick. If somebody stops, bam, right in front of you. Right. And so quick response time. And so I'm like, okay, cool. You're hired. I just had to know. I'm sorry, Derek. I didn't mean to embarrass you, but I wanted to know a little bit about what you were like, you know, pre-motivational motivational. motivational I, I'm still like that. I, I'm a hard worker. I'm a, I'm a oh, fun, yeah. fair firm, yeah. even as a dad, right? Like Derek is fun, energy, crazy. That's me. That's me. I'm natural. Like this. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, she's got a great energy. Tiffany, it's been such, such a joy to have you here on our podcast. Thank you for taking time out of your day to chat with us. And what an inspiration you are to people everywhere. And I wish you the best of luck in Milan. I cannot wait to see images, see videos from that. And I hope women and men all over the world are watching so that they can be inspired by your courage and by just the person you are. Thank you so much. And I'm grateful that what you guys are bringing into the world because we do need more hope. And it's this show is beautiful. I actually tried pitching to ideas like this. And, you know, people, they want they seem to want so much drama and they want the the trash talking and the this and like just. Yeah. So this is beautiful that what you guys are putting out there. And I'm grateful that you've had me on. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Tiffany Adams. How do we get a hold of you, Tiffany? Your website is what? My website is tiffanyadams.com, T-I-P-H-A-N-Y, adams.com. And where can they reach you on Instagram, Facebook, everywhere? Instagram is also just Tiffany Adams, T-I-P-H-A-N-Y, Adams. And then my Facebook is official, Tiffany Adams. Tiffany is busy. And right before, like I tried to get her yesterday and today, but she's busy doing all this life coaching. Right before this podcast, she was doing life coaching with a young lady in London. Oh, that's awesome. And so she does all this life coaching. So if anybody needs a life coach, where do they reach you at? On my website also, it has the information, you know, different, yeah. I do different sessions, people, mind, body, soul. Some people want to focus just on fitness, but then it's all about a balance. And so I speak to my clients in regards to like balancing their lives out. So if you're looking for some inspiration and you're looking for like someone to bounce some ideas or get some spirituality or learn more about fitness or just overcoming trauma or overcoming adversity, you got to check out tiffanyadams.com, T-I-P-H-A-N-Y. Adams, A-D-A-M-S.com, TiffanyAdams.com. It's been an honor 
to have my friend, my special friend on this show. And then obviously the lovely Beth Troutman. And here I am, a crybaby on this show. Well, your eyes always sweat, Derek. It's because you're just such a big old teddy bear. And Tiffany, what a what a pleasure. What a pleasure having you on the show and getting to have a conversation with you. Beth Troutman, where can everybody reach you right now on social media? Social media. Facebook is the Beth Troutman. So Facebook.com forward slash the Beth Troutman. On Twitter, Beth underscore Troutman. On Instagram, just Beth Troutman. <laughs> and how do you spell Troutman? It's like the fish and the man, T-R-O-U-T-M-A-N. And, of course, I'm Derek Clark, and you can find me all over social media under Rapping Dad, R-A-P-P-I-N-G-D-A-D. Uh, we also have our website at myhopedealers.com. And if you've got that special story of overcoming adversity and you want to share something from trials to triumph, from fear into faith, and turn that test into a testimony or a mess into a message, we want to hear from you, how you overcame and how greatness is a part of your life and how, you, how you're out there sharing a message of hope, how you're a hope dealer. You can email us at myhopedealers at gmail.com, myhopedealers at gmail.com. Once again, the website, myhopedealers.com. So check it out, Beth. Yeah, you ready to rap, Mr. Rapping Dad? I'm ready to throw something down. All right, you ready, Tiffany? You ready, Tiffany? I want to hear this flow. Are you going to freestyle? Yes. (laughs) So something like this. Uh, You know, we got to do something that's motivational, inspirational. So don't you ever die with your dream still inside. You've got a gift to give. That's the meaning of life. So live for your purpose. That's where passion resides. Here's a little secret. Visualize to materialize. You are more powerful than you believe. And you're, when you're feeling down, you're only one thought away from positivity. So don't beat yourself up for the mistakes that you've made. Let go of the shame, the blame, the bitterness and hate. And ask yourself, is this really the way I want to live? Do you want peace and joy in your life? If you do, forgive. And when in doubt, Have faith in your strength. Never let your past imprison your pain. And when you're feeling hopeless, don't you ever give up. You keep knocking on those doors till your yes door opens up. You keep digging in the dirt till your gold shows up. You keep working really hard because wishing is not enough. See, you can be the chess player or the chess piece. You can be the prison lock or the master key. You can live with fear or live your destiny. You can be a victor or live in misery because sooner or later, regret settles in. So breathe in. It's time to believe in yourself again. This is Hope Dealers. Thanks very much for having us out here. Yes. That's so good. And hit victory. That's what I want to tap on the end of that. And hit victory. Yes. Victory. Tiffany Adams, thank you so much. Derek Clark, thank you so much for rapping for us yet again. And everybody, thank you for joining us. We'll see you again next week. This is Hope Dealers.